Hi, this is Amory Fox, and you're listening to my podcast on your terms, where I talk to people from all walks of life who have made amazing changes in their careers to live life on their own terms. I'll be giving away loads of career advice, including self-branding, interviews, CV tips along the way. If you enjoy listening to these amazing stories, please subscribe for free to my podcast. Hi, and welcome back to On Your Terms. Today, I have an amazing lady, Colette Bryson. She has over 20 years experience working as a solicitor in a general practice. And more recently, in the last number of years, she decided she needed a change. And she made this change and now is working in the area of coaching. So I'm delighted to have you on this morning. And I'm very interested in finding out about your journey, Colette, and how you made all these changes. So welcome today. Thank you. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Uh, absolutely delighted to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to have this chat. Brilliant. So, Colette, um, I know I introduced you there to say you've moved careers recently. Can you maybe tell me a little bit about who you are and what you're currently doing at the moment? Sure. Um, well, as you say, I worked um, for 20 years as a general practice solicitor. So I was in small high street practices, two practices, um, spent uh, about 15 years in the first job, um, which was a fantastic job. I really loved it. And I, uh, as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm from the north. And yeah. um, so I'd moved, I'd moved to Dublin to take up that job as a newly qualified solicitor. And I'd worked there kind of as the Celtic Tiger was beginning to roar. Um, so it was really good. I loved it for, for many, many years. But then as the years went on and the recession came, um, after I came back from my second maternity leave in 2008, yeah. it was a completely different landscape, completely different. It was like somebody had turned the lights out when I was <laughs> off on maternity leave. Okay. So things were kind of difficult, uh, you know, for small practices at that stage. And I began to wonder, gosh, is this where I want to stay? Um, so after actually we persevered for a few years in that practice, but in 2012, I took a redundancy then from that post. So that was the job I was in for 15 years. So that was okay. a really big, it was a really big decision for me, but it was actually quite an easy decision for me at the time. Um, my children were young and I just kind of had had enough. Um, yeah. But within the year of taking redundancy, I was back in a very similar post, in a very similar practice, literally kind of up the road from where I'd worked before. Okay. So it was, a, it was a good fit in one way, um, but it was an easy move for, you know, for me to make in another way. So I, I suppose at that stage, 2012, 2013, the um, employment uh, situation wasn't great. Uh, so I didn't put an awful lot of thought into that, I have to say, and I went the easy route okay. into a job that I knew I could do, that I was familiar with, that, you know, was, like I say, it was an easy route, but still kind of at the back of my head was this thought that is this really what I want to be doing for you know until retirement yeah yeah um and I kind of knew it wasn't and again there was right. absolutely nothing wrong with that job it was a lovely practice um really nice people to work with nice boss it was convenient you know well paid all the things that yeah. um were um ticking the boxes you know um 
so I tried it and I stayed there for four years um, and it was fine, absolutely fine. Uh, but there was always this little niggle at the back of my mind about, is this what I want to do for the rest of my working life? Is this, you know, I have 20 years done, another, yeah. 20, another 20 years to work. Yeah. Um, was the passion for that role just gone? Were you just sort of going through the motion every day? It was kind of dwindling. Yeah, there was times, um, you know, when I loved it and I felt, you know, great and in the flow and all those things. Yeah. Um, but there was a, it just didn't suit me. It was very full on. Okay. Um, it was a role that doing, you know, a lot of domestic conveyancing. So it was all very, you know, something has to be done today because somebody's buying their house tomorrow. And if it didn't happen and the, you know, the purchase fell through, it would just be absolutely awful for, for clients and there'd be a big domino effect. So it was all kind of go, go, go. Uh, and because it was a small practice, it was basically like I was almost like running a mini practice inside the practice. I had my files and that I was gotcha. my work. Yeah. So uh, it was all go, go, go. And around that time, um, my parents had um, suffered a few bereavements. They had, they're both from really big families. Um, so there'd been a few bereavements with their siblings. Okay. Uh, so it just kind of got me to thinking, you know, look, I'm, I'm here, I'm doing my nine to five, I'm full on, um, it's fine. Um, but I'd rather be a little bit more free Okay. to be able to head up north if I needed to or spend, you know, a couple of weeks of the holidays up north and that kind of thing. And um, so that's really what got me thinking about moving okay. um, that and, uh, you know, my children being the age that they were and this little niggle that was at the back of my head for, yeah. I suppose, really, when I look back, it's been there for a few years, you know. And what what made you decide to go down the coaching route? What or I mean, had you looked at a few options? I hadn't really looked at anything seriously. Um, I'd gone to an information evening um, for a coaching course. It was actually the one I ended up doing with Positive Success Group. And they ran, they still do run these information evenings. And I went to one, which was an hour kind of an hour's talk of explaining all about coaching and I just find myself nodding and going yeah I really nice. get this I really get this um, I was really excited by it uh, and I thought this is really what I want um, you know the kind of um, difference between being a solicitor and advising people and telling people you know this is what I think you should do that was so refreshing to me to hear about coaching that that's not what a coach does despite yeah. what despite what some people think um that's <laughs> yeah. not what a coach does you know that the, the, the they've not signed twee but the client has the answers and your job is to make them realize that and you Absolutely. know help, help them make the changes that they want to make so i was really really interested in it and i started reading a book yeah we were on holidays down in the west and i uh, brought a book with me about coaching and i started reading it and again i was kind of nodding saying to myself yeah this sounds really good this sounds really interesting this sounds like something i really want to do Brilliant. so yeah so i signed up then um for the diploma in life and executive coaching with psg um, and I started that 
gosh, I think it was September 2016, and that was like a six-month course over the weekends. I really enjoyed that. And I started it, you know, not really with any firm intention about changing career. Okay. I just wanted to find out a bit more about it. And in speaking with people in PSG about it at the time when I was signing up, you know, they said, even if you don't ever work as a coach, this course will be really helpful to you in other aspects of your life. So I thought, well, look, you know, it's not absolutely. Going to, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. definitely going to be time well spent, whatever happens. So I went into it kind of with that curiosity and that open mind. I didn't actually tell anybody in work that I was doing it. Oh, wow. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't know, you know, what I was going to do. And I didn't want people thinking, oh, she's going to leave or she's on the way. Out, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, so I kept it, uh, kept it under my hat. But as um, as you're probably aware, you know, part of any coaching course is you get your own coaching. Yeah. Yeah. So I had my own professional coach and then I had peer coaching with one of the members of my class. And um, so through all of that, I kind of investigated this itch that I had and this feeling that I had that I wanted to do something else. And with the help of my professional coach, I came to the realization that what I really wanted was something that freed me up a bit more. Yeah. So not the nine to five or the eight to six or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, you know, yeah exactly. Bring him work home with me and all of that. It, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it just didn't suit me at that stage uh, of my life with, yeah. you know, parents who are getting older so far away from me with my children at school and running from, you know, minders to dinner to training to Absolutely, all, yeah. all the rest of it. So I decided that I needed to do something where I could have a little bit more control over my time and my work so Brilliant. the kind of obvious answer to that was well look you know you're not going to get that in a job you know you can't waltz into a job and say oh yeah so I want to take you know three weeks off during the summer and uh, I want to be free and <laughs> so if one of my kids rings I can just run off um so the kind of answer to that was look you have to be self-employed to be able to kind of make your own rules Okay. Um, and live by your own rules so I decided then made it it was a bigger decision for me I suppose at that stage to step away from that job because I in the job before I'd taken the redundancy so I had you know a little cushion and a little bit of time a little safety net yeah yeah in this job I was stepping out you know kind of into the unknown and whereas that was you know was a big decision um I was okay with it. I had little yeah. wobbles uh, for sure. And did you make Absolutely. a clean break or had you started setting up your coaching practice in the background or was it no, literally? Yeah. I, I hadn't done anything with the coaching. Um, I suppose I still wasn't hundred percent sure, but I knew I had to step away from that role. So okay. no, I left that job in June, 2017 and I took some time out myself and you know spent a bit of time up north that summer with my parents and um, spent a bit of time being a being a stay-at-home mom really yeah, um, yeah. for a little while I did another qualification then at that stage um, I did a certificate in career coaching um, and again really enjoyed that I really enjoyed the kind of um, 
the process of taking people through career change or not not necessarily career change but um for changes i suppose yeah. uh, you know and looking at what they really wanted uh, out of a career yep yep um and you know that that resonated with me because it was work i probably should have done myself isn't that great that's yeah. brilliant back into that you know when i took redundancy in 2012 i didn't put an awful lot of thought into sure my career career progression and as i said earlier i just you know i took the easy option then that i knew um so i did that qualification during that kind of downtime um and then set up my coaching business then the following year so that's been going just over two years now engage life coaching um is the name of my business and um yeah, what I really loved to get stuck into is people who are in a similar position to me, you know, who kind of think there has to be something else out there for me, but I'm not quite sure what it might be. Yeah. Or what it yeah. might look like. Yeah. So I, I like to deal with people who are kind of at that mid career stage. And I love the fact that the fact that you had gone to a coach and can see the value of it. So you can understand the changes that you can bring about in people. That's absolutely fantastic. It really yeah. was, you know, um, it really was a light bulb moment yeah, through absolutely. the coaching. Um, and I think you had to go through, you know, I think that was maybe session three yeah. by the time um, Penny dropped with me. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. Absolutely. It just kind of confirmed everything in my mind about the, the strength of coaching. Yeah so powerful if, if I could bring you back Claire, so I know obviously you started out as a solicitor and, and now you've made the move but prior to all of this is that you know was it a solicitor you wanted to be when you were younger growing up or can you recall what you know are you did you always want to set up your own business no neither of those things actually um I never wanted to be a solicitor <laughs> I uh, ended up in it would you believe a kind of by fluke or by accident now when I was quite small I wanted to be a nurse oh right okay and I always wanted to be a nurse and if anybody asked me I'd say yeah I wanted to be a nurse and you know my parents would tell people oh yeah Colette wants to be a nurse um so that was really kind of very firm with me yeah. um until secondary school and what happened was um my parents went to a parent-teacher meeting at some stage in secondary school. I can't remember when. It might have been maybe 14 or so. Yeah. And uh, said, oh, yeah, Colette wants to be a nurse. And the teachers kind of turned up their nose a little bit. Oh, my goodness. And said, uh, oh, no, you know, Colette could do much better than be a nurse. Oh, yeah. wow. It <laughs> was a bit of, you know, snobbery in the school. Um, and, you know, I was a decent student. Um, I wasn't a straight A oh student, goodness. but I was a good student, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So that kind of placed the doubt in my mind. And I began thinking, oh, well, what else? You know, what else could I do? So as I was kind of coming up to A-levels and deciding on third level and all of that, um, what I was looking at was kind of social work um, and that kind of thing. Um, so I was applying, I have to say, without much knowledge and without much guidance, yeah. Or, you know, sociology courses and things like that, um, which I didn't really know an awful lot about. Um, but by fluke, then how I got into law and I never I never thought of doing law. I never thought I'd get the points to do law. Um, I did end up doing a week's work experience when I was at school in a solicitor's office. But again, that was by accident. My friend had got the place in the solicitor's office. 
but then she was offered um, a place with the BBC. Oh, wow. So okay. she went yeah. to the BBC and I slotted into her place in the solicitor's office. So I did find it really interesting and I was out in court one of the days and it was very yeah. different experience and was really very interesting. And then um, when I was applying for third level courses, through the normal system I'd applied for all these kind of sociology type courses um, but another course came along which had missed the boat for the normal system uh, and it was direct entry application and it was a course called government and law uh, in Ulster University up north um, so I applied for that and it was higher points and I actually got the higher points so I took the course. Okay, great. Yes, yeah. so it was it was really good. Now I have to say, uh, you know, it opened me opened my mind to this new area, and then through that, um, there was an application procedure to get into the kind of professional course in the north, the equivalent of Blackhall Place here. Yes, yeah. Um, and that was a big uh, kind of all day exam aptitude test type thing, and I got through that and I got into the solicitor's course. So I ended up doing my training in Belfast and becoming a solicitor and then as I said earlier when I was just qualified I moved to Dublin um, to take a job in the practice where I ended up. Very There's, good. Yeah, yeah, so that's, yeah. That, that's how it came about so I never was one of these you know kids at school who said I want to do law, uh, absolutely yeah. not but I did find that I enjoyed it and I did find you know that I was good at it but what I liked was and this is quite similar to coaching the general nature of it that you never knew what story someone was going to come into you with yeah so okay. in a general in a general legal practice you know if you imagine just a high street practice anybody could come in the door with any problem it could be buying a house it could be someone suing them it could be they were arrested it could be that they'd had an accident yeah um, so i love the variety of that um, so I still love listening to people's stories. Yeah, exactly. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there is, I suppose, kind of a a problem solving kind of aspect to it as well. You know, that you get, you're, you're getting yeah. from A to B. And, there is and sort of almost like a helping side as well. So that's been the theme when I actually thought about it, you know, the nurse, the social worker, yeah, yeah, the solicitor and the coach. That's kind of been my theme. Do you on. ever think back that, you know, you would like to have gone and pursued nursing? Has that, some, has that ever been something you've thought about since? Um, it's never been a real regret, no. You know, people do sometimes, I suppose it is a vocation, nursing. Yeah, really absolutely. definitely is. And I don't know where the notion came from when I was small um, at all. Um, but, you know, people will tell you about the long hours and the hard work. And uh, absolutely, that's, nurses absolutely do that. Yeah. And, you know, the honour yeah. beat and all, all of that. Um, not sure I would have been a great nurse. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose I like the way you said your background. It's all it's definitely something in it that all of your jobs, ones you've wanted to do and ones you've ended up doing, have a theme going through them of helping and, and you know, sort of you know, trying to get to the bottom of people's problems and, and working with them on, on improving stuff. Yes. So there has yeah, getting the route from A to B, um, you know, whether it's from buying a house and applying for a mortgage to, you know, giving them their keys, always a great part of the job. Um, it really was. You always felt like Santa Claus uh, giving them the keys to their house. That was a brilliant, uh, brilliant part of the job, you know, fin finalising their case or getting them compensation. Um but now, you know, what, what I love to see is 
people progressing and deciding what they want and going for what they want. And that gives me the similar brilliant love it. sense of satisfaction. Very good. What would you change anything or give yourself advice looking back over the last number of years, Colette? Yeah, I suppose um, the one thing really that I think about sometimes is when I took the redundancy in 2012, what if I'd gone into coaching then? Yeah. Um, So I would advise myself, my younger self, to kind of do do a little bit more, to have done a little bit more work on kind of my career progression and what I really wanted to do and where I wanted to go at that stage. Um, yeah. You know, I had an opportunity on a plate there. I had a redundancy. I had time. I had the little cushion, like we said. Um, and to not be so afraid of making a change because, yeah. you know, it took, I took the easy route then when a job came up that was very, very similar and that, you know, I was a good fit for. I went for it. I kind of knew when I went for it that I would get it. Yeah. Um, and I suppose to, to, to listen to your gut as well. Yeah. You know, the amount of people that say that. Yeah. yeah. That just go with that feeling. But it, I suppose fear just holds us back so much in all, the, all the decisions and a lot of it maybe comes with age that, you know, at a certain stage, you just go for it. But looking back, if we could have made those changes earlier and not been worried about the outcome, you know, go, go with your feeling, as you said, go with your gut. But the fear does yeah. absolutely hold us back. Yeah, and absolutely at that stage. And I can see it so clearly now. My head was ruling my heart or ruling my gut. because yeah. My head was saying, this is a job. This is an income this is convenient, this is what you know, uh, all of those things. And I went with that and I kind of knew in my gut that I shouldn't have, as I said, not that there was anything wrong with that job. It was a fantastic job. It, you know, I stayed in it for four years. So I wouldn't stay there so long. Um, but that was the easy route. And I suppose, you know, talking about the fear, I'd say that, look, it's never as bad as you think. Oh, it no, is not. Yeah. all yeah. the worst case scenarios that run through your mind. You know they're 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 very unlikely to happen. You know when you if you take a a, a reality check uh, on them, um, but that's you know it's very easy to say and it's easy to say with hindsight. We all do what we do for the best reasons at the time, so you know we shouldn't beat ourselves up about that. But yeah, no. that's the only thing. You know, I didn't really give much of a thought as to the future. You know, when I was looking for for jobs. And I took that job. I didn't really think, you know, where will I be in five years time or 10 years time? So I think I'd advise myself to do a little bit more that. And maybe there wasn't the facilities available to you to go to somebody in, you know, a career coach or life coach at that time. Whereas if there was, it might've been something that would have been easier for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Going forward then, Colette, what are your goals for yourself, for your business? You know, what are your long-term goals or what are you looking forward to over the next number of years? Yeah, well, it's it's funny. When I started the coaching journey, I kind of said to myself, you know, I need this kind of um, freedom, this kind of uh, ability to call my own hours and to work part-time. And I thought to myself, well, look, if I do that for a couple of years, then my youngest, that will take me up to the point where my youngest child uh, is in secondary. And then I'll have more time to devote to my business. And lo and behold, here we are. Okay. (laughs) He's 
he started secondary um there in September. So, you know, I am finding now I, I have more time um for myself and my business. Brilliant. So going forward, uh, I really want to develop my business and uh I'm currently um working on I've just launched a six week program called Brilliant. Career Career Move Blueprint. Love it. Um, so it's online and plus one-to-one coaching, which I find so helpful uh, for people who are in that space where they're thinking, God, do I really want to do this for, you know, until I'm getting my pension or yes. is there something else out there for me or that, you know, they've just had a little niggle at the back of their mind for a while. Um, so that will help them hopefully um, Fantastic. get clarity and make make a move so they end up after the six weeks with a plan um to move forward to move forward to their career yeah fantastic that is absolutely brilliant um and going forward then that's something you're going to keep sort of growing and working on I hope in so. your business yeah. brilliant I, I yeah hope so um yes yeah, so it's you know it's launched now so i'd i'd be um delighted to hear feedback from anybody who's who's on it so that i can you know grow it and improve it and tailor it towards people's needs, especially I suppose in this time where things are so uncertain, the, um, you know, the employment uh, market is so volatile, um, but we need to try and look beyond that um, and still, you know, plan out and uh, instead of reacting to whatever position we're in. um, So I encourage anybody to have a little bit of a more in-depth look yeah, because as you said, things are changing so much now yeah. that we, we wouldn't have known this time last year. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And to try Absolutely. and do a little bit of forward planning. Yeah. Um, I know we're, we're in a situation that's very uncertain, but you can still try and, you know, you can still have goals to aim for. Um, Absolutely, yeah. You might get there a little bit slower, but hopefully still okay. get there. Yeah, absolutely. And Colette, what makes you happy? What makes me happy, Anne-Marie? Um, I suppose, you know, really having done work on my values, it's really my, it's my family. Yeah. It's just contentment, happiness, um, having a sense that I'm helping people, supporting people, um, helping them make positive changes. Okay. Um, those, those kind of things really. Right. Yeah. Quite, yeah. Quite simple, quite simple really. things. And they're probably aligned with your values. You mentioned there your values. Yeah. Like, would you, do you know what your values are? Are they something you find easy to, to live by? Um, yeah. And, you know, it's something I'd never thought of before I did the coaching course. You yeah. Know, I suppose you kind of know them intrinsically. Um, or, you know, when something's acting against something that you believe in. Um, but when you actually sit down and do some work and realize, you know, uh, write out what your values are, um, it's much, much easier to make decisions. Yeah, really. They're absolutely they're, they're drivers. Um, so when I looked at my values, you know, around my family and as I mentioned, my parents and my children, uh, I knew that I had to make some changes yeah. in, in order to kind of, you know, be aligned with those values and live. Um, live with those values to the forefront and I find if you don't know what your values are you just don't realize what's wrong yeah and and you could be in a job or even in a position or something and it's just not sitting right so Mm -hmm. if you take time to reflect and know what your values are then you know if you just sometimes there might be small little tweaks or changes but everything will start uh, flowing you know smoother 
Yeah, and a great tip actually to try and identify your values is if there is something that's grating on you and something that you know it just isn't right, like you say, yeah. to try and identify that and then flip it around and say, well, look, well what is the opposite? That's what I don't like. Yeah. So what's the opposite of that? And that can sometimes point you to your values. Brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah, it certainly does. What about people that might inspire you or is there anyone that you think of that has helped you on your journey? Um, well, I, I'm not going to say, you know, um, Oprah Winfrey or Michelle <laughs> or anything, but yeah. people that I've met in, in through coaching really, um, and in day-to-day life and they'd be people who I would see as maybe making brave decisions, um, in their lives. Okay. That they, you know, they've sat up and taken notice maybe of their values and decided to make a change. Cause I think that's, it's easy to stay in your comfort zone. Um, so just as an example, the lady who uh, minded my children for a couple of years, um, she had previously worked in the post office and the bank and she'd taken a redundancy years ago and then worked around her own children, minded my children. But with a mean, as a means to an end, really, she um, used that time um, to qualify as a beautician and now she's running her own business um, as a beautician. She has a little cabin in her back garden. So she'd, you know, she knew what she wanted. She knew she wanted to be a beautician. She knew she wanted to work around her own family. And, you know, she put the wheels in motion in order to get, to get there. So she knew she had to earn the money to pay for the course, to qualify. Um, so, you know, step by step by step, she has done that um, yeah. over a few years. Um, which was, you know, a, a brave decision. She could have stayed minding children or gone back to a bank role, but she knew what she wanted. That's brilliant. Uh, yeah. And similarly, sometimes I think of my, my niece who started her third level course a couple of years ago and realized by Christmas that it just wasn't for her, that she'd made a mistake in the course that she'd signed up for. So um, she actually dropped out at Christmas um she didn't even finish the year she was so you know she just knew it wasn't yeah. right uh, so that was a very brave thing to do and she went back to college the following year to a different course which is suiting her much better um, that is that's a huge decision to have yeah, made for a play tour yeah to be so young and to be so yeah. aware um so again you know the easy thing could have been for her to just finish that out and remain unhappy and you know know that it wasn't for her so yeah people who take those brave steps um towards where they want to go uh, absolutely inspire me and i see that in clients really brilliant which is great i think people are very brave to step up and to say i and need to face coaching. their fear yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> what yeah. about um books that you might advise people to read or books that might have even helped you colette oh um yeah there's a book that i often recommend um called what color is your parachute okay um, yeah, have you ever heard of it? Um, it's it's a career change book. Um, it's by an American author, and he's since deceased. But the book comes out every year, and um, so it's been updated every year and still is. Yeah. Um, and it kind of turns this career change thing on its head, and um, so it's really refreshing read. It's very easy to read. It's quite a big book, but it's easy to read. And there's exercises along the way, and. Um, about even asking things that you'd never think of asking in a career change scenario, like what type of people do you like to work with? 
Yeah, absolutely. So important. But often when we think of career change, we just think, you know, what do I want to do or what can I do? Yeah. Um, or where can my skills, you know, so I me, mean, I was guilty of that and thought, well, I'm qualified as a solicitor. What else can I do? But um, he looks at it rather than kind of going out and just looking for whatever jobs are out there that you decide based on all these exercises. Um, you know, you, you pick your spot, in other words, and you Brilliant. go for it. So it's quite a good um, kind of career change guidebook. Great. Love it. Yeah. Brilliant. Is there advice that you could give people now that whether it's looking for a career change or just looking even for anything in a life change, is there any advice that you'd give people? Um, I suppose I would ask them to tune into their values. So for life questions and, you know, people who want to make changes to ask themselves, you know, why is it, what is, you know, people will say things like, you know, I want to lose weight. But that's very broad, you know, kind of broad, bald statement. So you know, why is it that they want to lose weight? Do they want a, a better level of health? You know, to yeah. dig, dig down a little bit deeper and, yeah, to look at their, I think values are really a driver um, to ask yourself, what is important to me now? And to make your decisions based around that. Yeah. Um, so that you're not losing sight of what's important to you but what's important to you and what's important to me may be two entirely different things yeah so it's I suppose I would say as well to try and tune out the the noise from other people who are very well-meaning you know but um you know who might say oh no I don't think you should do that or I don't think you should do whatever um but they're coming to that conclusion based on their values yeah just as an example when I decided to give up uh, my job I was petrified of telling my parents yeah <laughs> because I just assumed they would say what are you giving up a good job for are you yeah. crazy um my god you know why are you giving up an income uh and all of that so I actually put off telling them for quite some time because I thought they were going to and then that would be their values of security and making sure that you were earning a living and all of that um, but when I actually told them they were fine they said yeah absolutely if yeah. that's what you want to do and they were really supportive um so i had you know created all this drama in my head um which didn't play out at all yeah. um you know so i suppose stay in your own path and just yeah. absolutely people will give you advice and tell you do this and do that um but don't forget that they're coming to that from their own point of view yeah ultimately it has to be your decision and you yeah. should again it's what you mentioned earlier that gut feeling that you have maybe to to try and trust that more absolutely yeah yeah absolutely yeah tune into that and listen to what it's what it's telling you yeah absolutely. Um, and could i ask you so colette do you feel you are living life on your own terms now Oh, I definitely am now, Anne-Marie, yeah. Brilliant. Definitely am, yeah. Yeah, no, delighted to hear that. And I wish you all the success in your next number of years and the growth of your company, Engage Life Coaching. Thank and, you. And um, looking forward to see where you go from here. So thank you very much, Colette. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Enjoyed the chat. Thanks very much. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast.
I hope you take away some positive steps from it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe for free and tell your friends. If there is anyone's story that you would love to hear, please message me and I'll do my best to interview them. Thanks for listening and for living life on your own terms.